Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Anthony Davies, the Chief Revenue Officer and a Senior Partner at Forest Solutions, an on-site outsourcing, flexible staffing, and alternative legal services provider. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Uh, Very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on again. I look forward to this conversation. So as you noted, about a year ago, we spoke about the preparations that law firms were starting to make for their teams to return to the office. What is the current state of that effort? The answer is that it varies. Some firms are making progress, some firms are not, and some that's on purpose, and some are struggling to figure out how to do it. But we did. We recently did a, a survey of just over 40 of the top 200 law firms. We spoke to COOs, CAOs, and directors of administration. And we asked them all these questions about how is their return to office going? How are they achieving it? Most said that they're making progress. When we talked two years ago, most did not have a plan. Most now do have a plan, whether that be we want people back in the office a certain number of days, or we don't care if anyone comes to the office at all, but they have a plan. If the question is, how are they doing versus their goals, then most would probably say that they have some way to go to achieve their goals. Why do law firms want their professionals to return to their offices? When we did a similar survey two years ago, the number one response was, this is about driving culture. This is about driving mentorship. This is about enabling senior lawyers to help junior lawyers in their development. And those two reasons, mentorship and culture, are still the two driving factors. But what we did see in in this survey that we did recently, we did see a couple new things start to pop up. One of them was productivity. And We're probably not necessarily talking about productivity of lawyers. We're talking about general productivity from staff. But nearly 40% of firms suggested that productivity was one of the reasons that they wanted people back in the office. That made it easier to track and it made it more predictable. The other thing that's driving this now is law firm clients. So 20% of firms said to us that our clients want us back in the office. Our clients want to do business. They've driven their um, people back to the office. Um, And if we want to do business with them, they want to do it face-to-face. So at the moment, the the client-driven part of the the strategy is is relatively low. But two years ago, that was not there at all. So it's still very much about culture and mentorship, but we are seeing a few other things come into play now. In your data, are you seeing any other distinctions in terms of practice area or region where some of these issues are highlighted? Regionally, big cities, it's it's been a big challenge. So cities like San Francisco and even New York, um, you have to earn the commute. And in some cities, the the commute uh, is bad because... The, the public transport has not returned to pre-COVID levels. 
and there was a firm I was talking to recently on the West Coast, like, there's nothing I can do, the COO said, to convince attorneys to sit an hour on the train and walk through deserted streets to get into my to get into the office. So it's ge- geographically, I think big cities is the, one of the uh, probably the the hardest um, job to get people back on a, on a consistent basis. You really have to earn that commute. Many people have moved further away from their office than they were before COVID. Is commuting the key obstacle? I think that a lot of people see commuting as a waste of time, and they're not wrong. But the the return on the investment of that time is what we should be focused on. If they come to the office and we get those opportunities to create culture and then to to help with the development of mentorship across the teams, then that that commute is a good return. There's a good return on investment. But the, the key to it is to make sure that when you do make the effort to commute into the office. The office is an environment where you can actually do all those things. There's a lot of stories of people commuting in, uh, certainly in the early days of post-lockdown, and sitting in empty offices. There's, there was a quote in law.com of a, a, an attorney in London who said, it's like working in a mall. And there's not, there's not a lot of point in commuting all the way in to then not see anybody every day, all day and then commuting back. So we're seeing um, firms making huge investments now to make that commitment to come into the office worthwhile. So what are some of those strategies that law firms are implementing to encourage their teams to return? I think of it in two ways. There's, there's carrot and there's stick. The stick is policies and mandates. Mandates are extremely unpopular. And actually, only a small number of firms have actually mandated days in the office. From our survey, more than 60% are, are focused on strongly advising attorneys and staff to be in the office a certain number of days. We are seeing more mandates for staff rather than lawyers. And I guess that makes sense because the, the, the staff, the schedules need to be a lot more defined for the support staff to make sure that they're covered in the right way. But yeah, we... The stick, if you like, is the policies and mandates. But interestingly, it won't be a big surprise to everyone to hear that 94% of firms that we spoke to report that most of the, the mandates and the strongly advising days in the office are not being conformed to. If you ask people to be in three days a week, you might get one or two. So stick works to a certain extent, getting people into the office. But then the next stage is investing in the office. And that means investing in the real estate, either updating the real estate, creating more desirable space, or even relocating. Many of the firms I speak to now have either already started the process or looking to relocate to places that are easier to get to, that have better amenities, that have better parking if you're in, uh, in, in the regions, not so much in New York. But investing in the real estate, a vast majority of firms have made investments there. And then the other thing is technology. Quite surprisingly, 40% of the firms that we spoke to have invested or enhanced their room booking and desk booking and hoteling technology. 40% is quite a large number to have spent money on new technology to enhance the flexible working. And and the main driver behind it is not so much to book a desk or to book a uh, an office or to book a room. It's to really see where everybody else is, is to figure out which days am I going to come in, 
uh, who's in that day? How can I make sure that they all, all of my group are sitting on the same floor or in the same area, creating kind of neighborhoods? So technology plays a huge role in, in making the days you spend in the office more predictable. And then there's hospitality, and that's a combination of free food. Free food's become like a table stakes now. It's like we have toilets, <laughs> we have free food. And then a layer of people, hospitality, that in the offices that have become a lot more flexible with a lot more hoteling, there's a, there's a big increase in this, this role of this kind of office ambassador, concierge, that helps with the kind of first line of AV support, gets help people get logged in, finds desks for people, clears desks, and makes the whole place a nice environment to work in. No, it'll be like sharing desks, but if you're going to do it, you need to make sure that the desk is a nice place. What's the ideal balance to create a workplace that's desirable and productive? It does vary a lot by industry, obviously. We're talking predominantly about law firms here, and the nature of legal work is that it's often very heads down. So I think this is why the, the legal industry is settled on a kind of hybrid model of two or three days a week in the office, because a lot of the heads down focus work can be done at home. So I think it's about making sure that there's the office is designed for what it is being used for. The office still plays a hugely critical role in mentorship and collaboration. So we see the office predominantly for that. Most of the staff that we provide for the, the hospitality type services, they happen Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, early breakfasts, cocktails, evening events. So having spaces that enable for those type of things to happen when people are in the office, but also having some heads down focus space as well. There's, there's still a big reliance on dedicated desks and offices in the legal industry. Many other industries have moved away from that. But making sure that you have that right balance between people that want to come in and do heads down work, but also plenty of space for collaboration and events. Have the expectations for the way legal professionals work changed as a result of an increased focus on wellness, the increased importance on empathy, and of course, the fact that they've changed the locations of where they do a lot of that work? We're not immune to what's and everybody's been experiencing, whether it's legal, whether it's technology, or whether you're in you know, any other industry, there's been a lot of reflection on the positives that have come from creating hybrid work environment. And I believe that more and more law firms now are, are focused on creating an environment is more inclusive because the hybrid schedule allows you to enable that more effectively. And that's common to all industries and legal is no different. How do you see the legal workplace evolving? I do not believe we ever get back to wide scale how it was before COVID. And remember, before COVID, nobody was in the office five days a week, every day, every week. I've seen a lot of different data stats, but it's, it's around four days a week was the norm before, before um, COVID. We're, we're going to end up somewhere in the two to three days per week. But we need to get to a point where people actually get a return on that commute. Um, I think we continue on this path, which has seen most firms settle into a hybrid environment, but it will incrementally grow to two to three days per week in the office. And remember, if you get everybody back in half a day a week more, that's the equivalent of 20 plus days a year in the office, which is an extra month of, uh, of office time. 
So we're going to start looking in minute detail at those type of incremental improvements over time and continue on this path. As I said at the beginning, most firms are making clear strategies now and making progress towards achieving them. And and, uh, we know we've achieved success when we stop talking about this. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Anthony Davies, the Chief Revenue Officer and a Senior Partner at Forest Solutions, an on-site outsourcing, flexible staffing, and alternative legal services provider. Anthony, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.